2: Take it away, Remzo. (laughs) Shazam. Welcome back to Second Print Comics, where we're bringing you our mix of movies, comics, television, games, everything fun under the sun that has been destroyed by the generation of adulthood. See? Pop.
0: SPC pop. Pop. Pop.
3: Oh, I don't know, Remzo. I'm not fully recovered yet. Now, Remzo was one of. A good number of attendees. It wasn't that huge. It was a fairly small wedding. Uh, Remzo was one of the elites that were able to attend uh, my formal wedding. of the wedding black card members. Yes. And it was a uh, I'm still recovering myself I was there for five days in Las Vegas so. Your
2: eyes don't seem as bloodshot that's positive so oh, the that, recovery is that, happening that is positive
3: you know and in, in typical fashion you know my wife and I we I'll tell the the very briefest version is that we got legally married in 2020 but it was just us and Elvis in the middle of the the scan the whatever the thing <laughs> let's just let's just call it the thing, the to, thing. Be, to be safe yeah. uh so this was the version where our family and friends got to come and hear our vows and, and all this wonderful stuff so uh yeah I was very glad we did it it was, it was an amazing time but uh remzo I I don't know about you. I do know about you. I'm a 42 year old man. Um, even a regular night out on the town or something, or even, even dinner where I have a couple drinks too many, which is like three. Cause one is like two, two is too many now. Uh, that takes me like a day to recover. So imagine extrapolating that to five nights in Las Vegas and an, and a red eye flight. I've been back almost a week now, but it still feels like I've been back a day.
2: I was feeling Pretty good because for, for, uh, people that follow me on Twitter and every a young can, man, hey, Remzo. Remzo. that's why well, I, I mean, however you want, it's because you're a young man. Yeah, I'm young, but I'm also kind of fat. So during <laughs> that trip, you I look, was you really, look good. you cogniz- look
3: like you've lost a few pounds
2: because yeah. I lost 20 because I tried to fit into that just suit for my wedding, just for your wedding nice. and for and for like, like other things. Yeah, no, I was, I was feeling like Connor McGregor in that suit, but <laughs> I've been, I've been trying to progressively, like I you know, when you're in Vegas, right. Um, you know, I, have been trying to continually lose weight, uh, so I can start competing in jujitsu tournaments. And I have a 5k coming up at the end of the month. I want to lose some weight for, so my knees don't, kill me but um and to
3: contribute to the Remzo gets fit fund head over to patreon.com slash second print pod where we give you all sorts of amazing bonus content including including early access to many of these episodes you might even be watching this episode of spc pop live if you are a patron of this program what does this have to do with Remzo getting fit
2: who knows maybe personal trainers ain't cheap personal trainers ain't cheap that's personal trainers ain't cheap but no i lost i lost four pounds that weekend because we walked every wow well, yeah, that'll happen, too.
3: So it's just we, a matter of if you if your consumption outweighs how much you walk around. Now, we were pretty much in a centrally located place in our hotel and didn't didn't do a ton of walking.
2: Yeah, well, it was it was my wife's first time visiting Vegas. It's my second time this year. So we walked everywhere. I mean, just walking around the Venetians and several times was about four miles the first day. And I only drank water. Uh, I didn't drink at all, and I ate high-protein uh, high, high protein stuff, which is hard when you're in Vegas and everything is, you know, full of carbs and it's deep-fried. So I got back, and then I saw myself on the scale, and I was like, damn, I dropped four pounds going on a trip. And then I had some pasta and some rice and some other – Like, know, I, I got to make up for this. Stuff. Hold on. Yeah, so immediately I weighed myself this morning for the first time in a week, and I'm like, oh, some of it's back. Not all of it, but, you know, some of it's back, and now I have to punish myself tomorrow in the sauna to try and compensate for that. So – with all that said, it can happen, folks.
3: Well, to help Remzo and I both buy saunas for our personal homes, which
2: I, I actually found out. I didn't know. I thought you had to be rich to have a sauna. I, I don't you know, can know if get, you could see this, Mark, but outside it is like well, maybe fancy to it, too. Right now it is cold and rainy and a blistering 46 degrees. I need a sauna. That
3: was a nice camera move, Remzo. I'm impressed by your video. I, tried. Not I try. I
2: try. Yeah, no,
3: I, apparently you can get a sauna in your house for like 200 bucks. It's like a little plastic thing and you just like sit in it, but I, I'm considering it.
2: Is it the one that like boxers and UFC fighters like sit in where their head is sticking out? Yeah, that's exact, exactly what it is. That's it, good. It
3: feels strange to me. I don't know. I kind of like the camaraderie of uh, <laughs> chilling half naked in a, in a sauna with a bunch of dudes. I don't know.
2: But Yeah, you know, it's part of, it's part <laughs> of the... Uh... It's part of the fun that comes with it. It's I part guess. of becoming a man yeah. at the end of the day.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of becoming a man, uh, how am I going to transition this? We'll see. Uh, an upcoming film, an upcoming film from d c uh, is going to feature a character that is in somewhat of a coming of age role. And will he become a man on st- on screen before us? That is the film Blue Beetle starring. Do you know his real name? Remzo? You know stuff. I anyway. he
2: I don't I don't know how to fucking pronounce this guy's name. I know him as Cobra Kai Kid. Yeah, he's the kid from Cobra Kai. Let's Cobra Kai Kid's a good actor. I like Cobra Kai Kid. I'm he not making fun so. of him. I just can't pronounce his name to save my life.
3: I'm sure I could pronounce it. I just don't I just don't know it. Cobra Kai. Yeah, we don't prepare for shows. I hope you uh, you know that. Anyway. His name is Oh, I don't know how to pronounce either. Wow. I'm gonna say
2: his name is Indigenous as fuck.
3: Zolo Maraduena. that's how I'm going to say you pronounce it but it, I don't I don't think you're supposed to say ch- yeah no it's it's Jolo. Cholo it's not I mean that's that's kind of how you would pronounce it actually but anyway this kid is in a movie called Blue Beetle now look I think here's the thing Ramzo. we try to walk this line here cuz we want to be brutally honest I think with our fans all the time so we don't want to you know we don't want to glorify things or make things seem great when they really are crappy or but at the same time I think we always try to have a positive view and we we want to see hope where there is hope and there's been a lot of especially i think with marvel's phase four a lot of disappointment in a lot of comic book films lately um but you know i i love comics at the end and if we can get a good comic related movie in the end, I'll be happy, and I can I can toss a lot of a lot of stuff to the side. And I think there's an opportunity that sometimes presents itself with more obscure characters that there's not a lot of baggage there, and there's not a lot of expectation there. Um, not just from the fans, but there's probably not a a ton of expectation even necessarily on the writers or the producers of what they're going to put out. So that has the potential for complete disaster, but also has the potential for poten- You know, a, a little a little diamond in the rough, as you might say. So. This is all a, a way to say I think we're both pretty open-minded about what this movie could be. Um, I have no hope that it's going to be great, but it could be okay. It could be fun. Let's put it that way. That's
2: the upside, I would say. It could be a harmless, fun film. What do you think, Ramsay? I um I like the character of Blue Beetle. I think maybe I should go ahead and start with See, that. I'm a I'm a Ted Cord guy. You're probably a Jaime Reyes guy. Well, I mean. Who is Ted Kord, if not a B-list Batman? He's not even cool enough to be Night Owl. From even Watch Ted Kord's it. not even the original
3: Blue Beetle. He's like the second. No, he's like the one. second Blue
2: Beetle. But yeah, no, I, I did. I did kind of grow up with Jaime Reyes because by the time I started jumping into comics and collecting avidly, it was after uh, Infinite Crisis in the early 2000s. That's where he was initially introduced. It was after the death of Ted Kord and during that crisis event. So coming out of that, when you have the Jeff Johns Justice League and Justice Society and everything, as you've been covering uh, on, uh over at the Case on the Runs, um, that's when I started case of the runs, case runs. of the runs, um, you know that that was when I kind of you know got into it, and I thought it was interesting. You know, you have he, he kind of followed the kind of a Spider Man um type of vibe very early on, but you know he was a he was a Latino teenager who was new and he was in the world of Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. So I thought that was interesting. What really did it for me was, um, and, and this is definitely during your comic book dark period, but are you aware of the cartoon Batman brave and the bold? I'm not aware of the cartoon now. So Batman brave and the bold was a cartoon network cartoon series where every week Batman was teaming up with a different DC comic superhero, but um, his and it was kinda he was kind of basically his sidekick. Um, Blue Beetle was basically a mainstay for the first several seasons of Batman Brave and the Bold. And it was really cool. They actually um, you know, kind of grew the character in the cartoon during a period where the Blue Beetle comic itself hadn't really kicked off yet. So a lot of the traits from the cartoon actually kind of sifted into the comic book, which I also thought was cool. Um, But, you know, I also got to play him in Injustice 2 in high school, and I thought he was badass. So he's one of those characters where I've got more positive feelings than than anything. Um, My only criticism of the trailer is I I think it kind of looks like a direct-to-TV movie, like a really good direct-to-TV movie. And I don't know if it's because of how they structure it. I don't know if it's just because of the way the trailer was kind of laid out. It doesn't feel like, you know, a high stakes, high production film. And maybe it's just me being, uh, you know, a snob at this point. Well, I know we're going to watch the trailer in a second. But of all the characters I thought, you know, who really needs their own movie? Blue Beetle wasn't really one of them. He's what I've described as in the past as somebody who's a good supporting character. But on his own, I just don't know if he's been able to carry that. And I mean, that's not just a me opinion. His first series only lasted about 30 issues. He had a reboot during the um, uh, New 52 era, and that lasted less than a year. And that reboot was not that good. I, I didn't even collect that one. I got the first issue, and I was like, I'm, I'm out. And then they brought him back into um, you know, like Young Justice and Teen Titans. And there he was cool because he was around other heroes and stuff. But, you know, in a world where you're not going to show Batman, Superman, anybody yet, we have no clue if they're ever going to introduce the Titans into James Gunn's, T- uh, you know, DC universe. I just don't really see why Blue Beetle um, was somebody that they decided to keep, especially when they were scrapping so many other potential projects. So I just, you know, I don't, I don't hate the character. And, I, you know, I like the kid. I think the kid is a good casting for the character of Jaime. But I, I, I I'm just not. I'm not really excited. Well, I think this one was already in the works. I mean, it was already almost done, I think, when they brought James Gunn this in. This is a Walter Hamada leftover, I
3: think. But um, suppose this is a rumor, a rumor from Deadline, that supposedly James Gunn and uh, Peter Safran loved the movie so much that they like they could have taken it. It was done in such a way that it could be just a random movie that doesn't connect to anything, or they could decide to to fold it in and it it's just a rumor, but supposedly they enjoyed the film enough that they are going to transition it into the DCEU, which or the DCU I should say, which in a way potentially makes Blue Beetle the first movie of the of James Gunn's DCU if it ends up being folded in. Um so we'll see. But that being said, let's let's save our thoughts for what we're gonna do right now with technology. We're gonna just watch this trailer live and do some commentary and see how it goes. I, I watched it once. That's it. So I don't and I don't even really remember it to be honest. So, what do you say, Remzo? You ready let's for technology? See, let's do it. Let's see technology. how technology.
1: Oh, excuse me, Mr. Reyes. You finished scraping the gum off that lounger, or what? Oh.
3: Whoa. Whoa! Did you giggle at the opening, the little opening there? No. They actually got me the first time I saw, like, I saw it in the theater and I was like, oh, they really they're going to make him a rich guy. And then you realize he's just he's just wiping the deck. So I, eh, I got enough of a giggle out of me. Maybe I'm easier to please because I'm an old man. So, like, old, old, I, I'm, I'm of the
2: Nickelodeon. Works. I'm of the Nickelodeon era and the whole I'm I'm starting off an episode thinking I'm rich and then I'm brought back to reality and I'm working on movie theater or something like that. That's a common Nickelodeon mo- motif, which uh-huh. I think so- kind of soured me from the very beginning.
3: So they're just doing Nickelodeon humor. You're like, I've seen this shit before.
2: Well, it's okay. weird because it's like, he's, he's not a millennial. So he wouldn't have grown up with that era, but I looked at some of the screenwriters and you've got some former Disney folks. You got a lot of Warner brothers folks, some Nickelodeon folks. So you have folks that worked in like kids television, which if that's the audience and they, then, you know, that that's fine. But you know, when, when I saw that, I got flashbacks like Drake and Josh and other shows I grew up with. And I'm like, you're nah, naming things that I, I, have I don't, no idea. You don't need to worry about Drake Bell and Josh Peck anymore. All right. So. I never was. Let's see. Malmira City.
1: You always land on your feet. He always lands
3: on his feet. Just like a beetle.
1: They don't get
2: out much.
3: He just wants to rock. A lot of purple. A lot of. What do you think of this purple motif at, at Cord Industries? Shouldn't it be uh, more blue and like the bu- blue beetle color? I mean, he's the blue beetle, but I see purple everywhere. What's going on here?
2: You know, maybe uh, maybe he doesn't want people to associate Ted Cord with blue if he's trying to, you know, stay hidden. Okay, <laughs> I'll add a little red and make it purple. Well, no one'll.
3: But have do not
1: open. You went in to get a shops and all you brought back was a hamburger.
3: Okay, I don't think it's a burger. Why don't we pause at this moment to, because I am curious how the movie does this. Why don't we do a quick little origin of the Blue Beetle? We're going to pause in the middle of this live watch to take you back. This is actually, I pulled this up earlier. This is from ArsTechnica.com because we did briefly mention the history of the Blue Beetle. So I'm curious which origin story they kind of grabbed from. I didn't know this because I always knew that the Blue Beetle was a character that they got when they acquired Um, Charlton Comics, but Mm -hmm. actually the original Blue Beetle, what did first appear in DC Comics back in 1939, this is almost a totally different character. He was a police officer who gained his superpowers by ingesting something called Vitamin 2X, which I'm imagining just doubles your strength and speed, giving him a distinct advantage when fighting crime. The character was then rebooted by Charlton in 1964, in which an archaeologist Dan Garrett acquired mystical abilities from an ancient scarab. So that Charlton character is sort of the first version of this Blue Beetle that has the the scarab and and all this weird stuff. And there is a line from that character to Ted Cord, who is who is a Dan Garrett student, and then to Jaime Reyes. Yeah, so but that Ted is, Cord he didn't have powers, did he? I don't think any. Well, they all have this scarab, and it's the scarab that has the powers. But yeah, Ted Cord has has the scarab powers. I believe it's the same exact scarab. And then in the, the 2006 version with the retcon, uh, with the, that's when they bring in Jaime Reyes, and he that's when they add this element that it's actually an
2: alien thing. But that's more of a retcon. It was originally this just like ancient, yeah, be, because story. you had you had post crisis on Infiners. That kind of changed that, so the power aspect was removed, and that's when Ted Kord was more of a Batman-like character. And then when it yeah, came, to, I think the
3: Scarab became more of like a technology that he worked on, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, that yeah. And, and then when it came to Jaime, it was alien tech, and it's it's alien tech in in both of his reboots in the uh, Infinite Crisis, um, uh, retcon. It's it was from another universe, another planet, that type of thing. So that way they could tie it into the whole multiverse aspect. And then when it came to New 52, it was just it was kind of like Soldier Zero. Remember Soldier Zero that's that we covered? A, that's the Stan Lee thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was that it was kind of like Soldier Zero, where it was basically a weapon of war that could be like, you know, a one man army type of deal that got uh, you know, that that accidentally crash landed on Earth fighting space bad guys and shit. And Jaime happened to be the one to bond with it.
3: It does seem like they're doing some kind of merging of those two things here, because as we'll see in the trailer, there is definitely that sort of alien aspect of it. But he is, I, th- I believe he when this whole thing goes down here and he gets this little box that turns out to have the scarab in it. He's going to like a job or an internship at Cord Industries.
2: I don't yeah. know if we—it's totally clear here, but there's other other you know screenshots where you can tell that's what it is. So, he, he, I mean, it. it's it's really weird because he had two significant retcons within a decade. So for them to try and mix it in the movie seems like it makes the most sense.
3: All right, well let's see. You haven't looked. What the hell is that?
2: It's a scarab.
3: It's How a did beetle. you
1: get it to do that? I think he likes me. <laughs>
3: He's got a wacky family, Remzo. A staple of these movies.
1: This oh, ain't what you mean-
3: By the way, if you're bored right now, then you should watch the video version on YouTube. All right, oh he, is, he is fully oh, emboldened. So now you can see here; like it's pretty clear that this is a technology. Uh, a, sort of a technological thing that that takes him over like you said kind of like S- soldier zero and it turns young unassuming jaime reyes into the blue beetle so we i i feel like this is always the case with trailers i feel like i've now seen the movie like I, you know yeah. i feel like i've seen the first third of the movie already
2: yeah like there's very there's very little to uh to wonder what's happening they they kind of spell it right there i gotta say that scene the, the way that they have it choreographed if everyone freaking out is pretty funny uh the one thing that caught me is like that's um. That's George Lopez. Is that George Lopez? That's George Lopez. Or is it a George Lopez look okay. like? No, that's him, him. Okay,
3: it's
0: going to be oh, yeah. okay.
2: They well, eventually.
3: Now he's all the way in space. You know, it's got to be a weird feeling. Pre-entry systems, ready. All right, so they're not flat earthers. They're, they're just sort of a to This ain't what you, oh, the oh. what you want. This ain't what you want. Oh. Unless it's fish eye lens Renzo. What is going on?
1: I just want to
0: called this
3: carrot. some kind
2: Nestle-wise. of world destroying
3: weapon It's some kind of world destroying weapon we hear okay
2: Okay so they're really going with they're the really new- giving me, me the edition. whole movie
0: in this trailer yeah. <laughs>
2: I've, I honestly there's like there's movies there where I'll see the trailer and while I'm like oh this looks good by the end of the trailer I'm like I feel like I've seen it though now so I'm I I'm- still haven't seen Shazam 2 and when I read the wiki page about it basically all my assumptions were essentially true uh, let me guess. He beats the villain. He the beats end. the villain. That's surprising actually coming from you who does revere the original Shazam movie as a, as a holiday film. So, you know, as if I'm going to pay 15, 17 bucks to go see a movie, like I'm I'm going to watch it when it comes out on HBO max,
3: It shows, but- how far you've come since wonder woman, 1984. I think it was a thirst thing at the time. Cause you, when you saw that three times in the theater, but that was when we had been
2: deprived of like superhero movies in theaters for a, a while. I was in a manic state. You got to forgive me, because the last movie I saw in theaters before the, the lockdowns was Bloodshot. With you were, like a, you were like a single man who
3: hadn't gotten any action in like two full years. So
2: you're pretty much going to take whatever you could get. Man, it was Gal Gadot, too. Like, who's going to complain about yeah. that?
3: yeah a lot of a lot of surface level things all right let's continue let's see how much more of this movie they spell it for me
0: it's designed to protect its host
3: it
2: sometimes it does what you want and sometimes it doesn't <laughs>
3: There's a scene where he's cutting a bus in half, and it's it's parade, You know, he's kind of standing there, and the bus is sort of melting around him, and it's parade. It's played comedically, but imagine in real life, this would be absolutely horrifying and probably dismember a number of people. This is just like the scene from Shang Chi with the bus. I was thinking the exact same thing. I actually yeah. did like that scene because it was actually
2: in, when it was, when it was played out, it was done. Yeah, it was probably like the, one of the more fun parts of the movie. I like um, the I like the costume, but the one difference is that in, in the comics and even the cartoon, they give him a mouth. Whereas here they gave him like a full Deadpool mask, which I mean, I'm not I'm not criticizing, but I mean, you know, his his facial characteristics and everything in the comics and the cartoon is what adds to the humor and stuff like it. So for them to kind of remove it, it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, it's not the biggest detail, but for people that know the character, like it's just kind of part of his gimmick. You want to know why, Remzo? Because it looked freaky.
3: Maybe that might be a a side benefit because you know how this stuff works. Now, all these actors, they got to get their screen time. And if it's just a, a, you know, if it's just a voiceover, they don't get paid as much as the screen time. So they have it in their contract. So then they work things where every time he's going to talk, he's going to take that thing off anyway. He's going to drives me absolutely crazy.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Robert Downey Jr. Did he do that? Oh, it's his fault. Well, I don't blame him really for the money
3: grab, but <laughs> or or they could have what they have. They could have done it more reasonably would be to say, we're going to pay you for the screen time, even if your character is in the mask. That would solve
2: the issue. Yeah,
3: that that would that would just be so much better instead of just unnaturally having Ant-Man and his daughter take and Spider-Man just constantly take off their masks every time they want to talk to each other. Absolutely. It actually happened so much. I feel like in quantum mania that it just took me out of the movie completely. It's like no real life character is going to remove and, and then reapply a mask this many times.
2: Well, it's like with spider man, even before uh no way home. It's like in every t- every film he was featured in, he spends more time out of his mask than not. And it's like, there's a character whose entire like identity is based on him trying to protect his secret identity.
1: Yeah.
3: And it, meanwhile, he's like fighting with like news helicopters surrounding him with no mask on. Yeah mind-boggling. But anyway, none of that is the fault of this movie, so we'll continue.
2: I, I like, think I would Austin be dead. half. The
3: Scarab chose you. The Scarab chose him, did it? To me. Wait, who was is
2: that? is that Susan Sarandon? That was Susan Sarandon. Oh yeah, that's Susan. I had not picked up the first time. Hello, you she's the for your highest paid actress in this movie.
3: Makes you- Do you think she's making more than the kid, than Jolo? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. For like probably twenty minutes of screen time. Probably. She is. She's not his mom, though. Who was she? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to tune in to find out, Remzo. Let's keep going.
2: <laughs> was that a glimpse of our villain? Yeah, I don't know who that is. It just came off as like a token Mexican. The universe sent you a guy. gift, and you have to figure out what you're going to do with
0: it. That's that is your for
1: Whatever you can imagine, I can create. Yeah.
3: Part. now is that part oh, of the original yeah. character
2: i don't think so. that, that actually that is no. and the you know, reason boy. is funny like jaime yeah. is a nerd like he's he's just like us he's an absolute nerd so that sword is actually supposed to be a gundam sword oh well that's kind of cool well th- maybe that's more of a jaime reyes
3: version of things then because ted core did not have yeah. shit like this at all no he he didn't yeah it's definitely jaime I was winding down the volume, but there's a little more trailer left. It turns out Let's stuff. Go. Batman's a fascist. that oh, they had to toss that line in there. That the Batman's a fascist line. Hardcore eye roll. Um, that, that doesn't do, that doesn't bode well. You probably will
2: like it, just like the the socialist uh, Ant Man joke or or what have you. Um, no, because this is this is different. They're trying to target a character, whereas the yeah. socialist Ant Man joke was just a throwaway. Fair. That was anyway. that was done in a funny way, and they didn't include it in the commercial of no context. This just you know, this is just a a thing just to be a thing. This,
3: does this trailer excite you at all?
2: No, no. Okay, well, and and your mean, idea to watch it <laughs> because it's what we do. We it's watch we do. these right. things for the people. Um, it doesn't
3: have me excited, but it, it has me see what happened. Remzo in my household. Now, of course, I can go to the movies on my own. I've done that many times in my life, actually. But you know, I don't I get limited time with my family. So, you know, we tend to try to do some things together, including go to the movies when somebody wants to go to a movie, even if it's not. we actually have a system now um called like, do you wanna go to this movie? And you know, maybe the answer might be yes, we both want to go, great. Or it might be like, Do you want to go to this movie? It's like no, but I'll go with complaint, essentially. Like you can we're allowed to go to a movie we don't really want to see, but we can do it with a little asterisk, like, I don't really want to go to this, but I'm just gonna go, you know
2: that's I, that's basically how it is with with me. My problem is I have abused these <laughs> the problem is <laughs>
3: It's, I, I've gone to every superhero it. movie and used this for every superhero movie. So now I, I've just beaten her down. So now I think I got to be, I got to be more selective with at least the movies I try to get her. To. Like if I really want to go see Blue Beetle, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bother my family with this. I don't want them to, to start to just because now it's almost a visceral reaction that if I say superhero hero movie, she's like, ah. I, I, don't I, know,
2: I, I had to, this. I had the preface with my wife this weekend. We went to go see a uh, big George Foreman, the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight of the world. And I've dragged my wife to so many like boxing events and pay-per-view and creed three and everything I asked her. I'm like, listen, I know you're probably sick of watching men beat each other's face and do you want to watch it? And she said yeah. And, and it turned out to be a good movie. But you know, it, there have also just been some some real flunkers the, the past like four months where I've I've really had to preface that.
3: What other movies are coming
2: out this year? Let's 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 rank Guardians like, comes out next uh Guardians comes out this week. What does this feel days. so low key? Like I, I don't, yeah I feel-
3: I don't feel like there's any buzz or excitement around guardians of the galaxy. I think there's more buzz and excitement. There is for me uh, around, um, around not guardians, but uh, what's the uh, the flash movie. The flash movie is like, yeah, exciting at least more if nothing else than because Michael Keaton as Batman, but it's, you know, there's been only really positive things that have leaked about it. Interestingly enough. So I'm open as much as we uh, are horrified by Ezra Miller's existence. uh, You know, if I can put that aside, I'm. I'm. I'm most probably. If I, if I had to look at all the movies coming out this year, I'm most interested in the Flash. I don't know if it'll be the best movie, but it might be. And it's, it's the one that I'm most interested to see what they do with it, because it's what it is now is clearly a different movie than it first was when it first began. And when it first came, it was going to kind of just continue the sort of Snyder verse ask DCEU. Um, but now it's actually being used to reboot that entire universe. So, um, but with essentially the same underlying plot. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that all comes together. They've changed which Batman's are appearing like seven different times. Uh, but luckily we know we are getting, well, we're getting Batfleck and we're getting Michael Keaton and, we may even get a third Batman. So I, I'm most excited about that just because of the, the possibilities are, are for it are, are pretty broad.
2: Yeah. And w- with Ant-Man, Quantumania, that was the first MCU movie I have not seen on opening night. And I, I went ahead and was kind of looking at showtimes for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 this week so I could watch it. We could talk about it. I, I'll go see it. I'll probably go see it Sunday, Um, you know. Because I just... Is it really this weekend? Uh, That's, this is it's this weekend, the 5th. you can't even believe that. feels oh. weird.
0: That is crazy.
2: Jonathan oh. Majors hasn't even hit his court date yet. <laughs> and Marvel's still moving strong of their stuff. I mean, I just... It's just like this shows how far my own personal excitement yeah. like, I for these movies
3: have fallen because this is a movie that a couple of years ago I, I was I mean this was supposed to first come out in what like 2019 like, and then it was delayed because they can they canceled James Gunn and then uncanceled James Gunn man talk yeah. about from canceled to like to a, 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 an uncancelization the rebound a, 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 re, is big. a re uncancelization rebound whatever you want to call this uh, James Gunn going from total cancellation to the head of DC movies like that's pretty impressive yeah. All with doing nothing. I don't think he ever really said anything like to. He just did the thing where he, you just don't respond to it, right? That's the best it's way to like, do it. You, yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, he but didn't bend I'm, the I'm knee, gonna. Is the point, which I which I respect.
2: Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna see it eventually, pro- probably Sunday, be- because you know the audience wants to hear us talk about it. And A- answer
3: like that. me and this: go if you it.
0: if you could only see one of these.
1: Every time, and if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
3: Ba da ba ba ba. Movies in the theater for some reason. Uh The Flash or Guardians of the Galaxy? Which would it be? The Flash, same. Yeah, and actually, no hesitation in, in saying that.
2: Yeah, that, I mean, it's not even—it's not like, even the context. I feel like I kind of just know
3: what Guardians is going to be. Not to say it won't be good; it probably will be. You know, so, somewhat on par with the first two. I, I trust James Gunn to do a pretty good entertaining Guardians movie. I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it more than, say, Eternals or what have you. But I just feel That's like a it's a low bar. It is That's a low, a a low, low bar. bar. I'm just saying, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not, which actually gives it the potential to really to really excite me because it, Here, it has the all big, the elements of a good movie. But I'm just not
2: excited for it for whatever reason. Here's the bigger question, though. One, well, it's I'll split it in two parts. One, do you want to pay a full ticket price to go see this? And two, would you be okay watching it at home three or four months later?
3: I feel that I would, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way. And, I don't want Michael to pay to watch that, it. Man. You know? I, want that, I want that on the big screen. I'm seeing that in IMAX. For sure. Like, we're going IMAX digital, bitches, like, big time. I don't even know where there's an IMAX screen near me, but I'm going to find one. Probably have to drive to Chicago for that. Build one if we have to make our own. Build one, and they will come.
3: So what, we got Guardians 3, we got Flash, we got Blue Beetle.
2: What else is there? The Marvels? is that That's coming out this year. The Marvels coming out in the fall. Apparently, Aquaman 2 oh, yeah. in the Lost still- Kingdom is still slated for the summer. They're going to release the first trailer, I think, um, in July. They're going to release it which is late. They're going to put it out like within a 30 day period of when they're releasing it, because I I think that's them hedging their bets. You could tell how a studio feels about their film by when they choose to release the trailer. Those are the only
3: movies we're getting from Marvel this year. It's guardians of the galaxy and the marvels, which they have already been doing the thing where they come out and defend it ahead of time and call Dude's misogynist for like not liking the movie because it stars three chicks of of various uh, races and colors and, and levels of oppression. Uh, so that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun just for everything surrounding that movie because it just has all the elements to blow up, blow up and, and get to, you know, get a lot of uh, podcasts and YouTube streamers, a lot of views just talking about it. Yeah. Nerd
2: erotic is going to have a fucking heyday.
3: Yeah. And I'll, I'll be there watching because I, I enjoy yeah. all this stuff. So that that's the only two movies. So uh, and then we have Blue Beetle and The Flash. And I I believe that's our slate for the rest of the year. Now, Aquaman's there's also
2: not, not this year. Did that, got, yeah, yeah, me, did that get pushed at,
3: again? Let me see. DC movies this year. Let's find out. As always, all of our research happens live, my friend. Be with us, folks, in the moment. So we got well Shazam already happened. Then The Flash. Blue Beetle, August 18th. Okay, now they got it for December 25th, Aquaman on the Lost Kingdom. They're just squeaking it in. So they've already pushed it back to December. Yeah, and that's going to be a shit show. All right, I'm going to rank them care care, care the most to care the least. No, I'll go the other way. There's five movies here. I'm going to go in reverse order of caring the most versus caring the least. Least. Alcheman and Lost Kingdom because even they don't want to release this movie. Agreed. Like they're just like, well, it's Jason Momoa and we shot it. Let it, it, we're it not, die. We're not going to backgirl this thing, so we'll put it out. But we don't. We don't really want to. Mm-hmm. So that's
2: that's the vibe I'm getting from there. Uh, after no, but but I care less about them. See, okay. I would rather. I'll make this easy for you, so you can come to a quick decision. I would rather watch the Marvels than for shade and fruit raisins. Well, because I hate uh, Amber Heard.
3: Okay, fair enough, and she's still in the Aquaman two movie. Yeah.
2: All right, I will go. Brie with Brie Larson's a right. bitch. She never ruined anyone's life. That's true. She's just yeah. She's just exactly no. She's she's way less bad than than Amber Heard. Yeah. And, and she's not even just close. she's just intolerable. She's not a horrible. she is a
3: thousand being. other chicks I've met in real life. Amber Heard yeah. is hopefully, hopefully is not. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, I, I'll I'll that, that did make it easy. So Aquaman and Lost Kingdom last, then <laughs> then 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 Marvels. Uh, but it's damn close. Uh, then I guess Blue Beetle. After that, and then Gar-, Gar, so I'm still more excited for Guardians than almost any other movie because I know it's at a, at you a know base it's level. The last, I know it's going to be fine. If nothing yeah. else, I probably won't be offended. The problem is all the direct the Marvel has put out in the last two years has made me not care about a movie I sh- I would otherwise be thrilled about. I mean, imagine if I if they've just been nailing Phase Four left and right, I'd probably be like, "Sweet, we're gonna let's keep going." And then instead, I'm just kind of it, like, "It's not yeah. us.
2: It's not the consumer's fault. It's no, their I fault."
3: I don't believe it's my fault at all. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, the, it's the oversaturation of everything. And, uh, you know, there there's a lot of things people saying, you know, there's an, an oversaturation of superhero movies. And that's like and I, I've kind of implied this as well. But I don't know if it's an oversaturation of superhero movies, because, for example, even my wife wants to go see The Flash. It's an it's an oversaturation of shitty superhero movies of just yeah. uninspired putting clothes on Selma Hayek <laughs> t- type movies that just don't need to happen. unforgivable. At some point, it's like Marvel went from creating good stories to creating content in just amounts of content, but it seems like it is catching up with them. uh, As you can see from the billions of losses of of Disney and Disney plus, especially is it's, it's basically just, it's just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and
2: bleeding. I I looked at the last time I logged into my Disney plus account and it was over a month ago because I watched the first four episodes of the Mandalorian. And then when I saw they were bringing in Lizzo. I was like, I'm done. What Lizzo's on the Mandalorian. Oh, Lizzo and Jack black. (laughs) Get the fuck out (laughs) of here. I'm not joking. I I still intend to take a day and just watch the whole watch the whole season just to, you know, for the fans. Just to subject yourself to that. I mean, what what does it say? And this is this is kind of related, but think about it. Super Mario Brothers has been out for one full month and every weekend it is still the number one movie worldwide. Because it hits with
3: my generation, and I, I liked it. I know you, you did a review on the Patreon, yeah. but just, uh, a brief public review. I enjoyed it.
2: I, There's I some issues it was I fun. had. Like
3: it's a Super Mario Brothers movie. You know what we're like, we're doing we're doing a live pop. I'll, I'll briefly tell you my only issue. It was not woke. It was not you know anything like that. But the, the, the one thing that kind of even my wife was like, "What the fuck? Like that's not the story in Mario." His whole thing is saving the princess here. They made it where the princess doesn't need saving. In fact, the princess is like powerful as fuck. And she's the one that's got to teach Mario how to be good at jumping and doing all this other stuff. And I got a lot of Ray vibes from the princess. Like there's no journey for her. She was just, she was awesome. She had power. Yeah. Mario helped her beat the, you know, no spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Mario helps her win the day or what have you. But I felt like, they, were, they really went out of their way to not at all make her a damsel in distress, which is actually is the entire plot of Mario. So that yeah. other than that, it I did enjoy it as well and they did they just nailed like a lot of the nostalgia and like it is there's a lot of like if you've been playing Mario for thirty years, you got everything and if you haven't, there's probably little things you didn't get here and there. so I, I it serviced fans well, both young and old, but that
2: just bothered me just a little bit. You know it's funny total side note. I sold my PlayStation a couple months ago. Um, because in Joe Biden's economy, a PlayStation can buy a full load of groceries, <laughs> but I still <laughs> want to play, um, oh, this go oh got so political. I'm sorry. If you're going to pump gas in your car and you think this is fine, we know who you voted for. It's not that bad in, in Costco in, uh, just outside of Tampa. I'll tell you. That. Yeah. But like three years ago, you say that gas is above $3 and people are still like, damn, are you in the city? I pay three fourteen for regular and led it at Costco on Saturday outside of Milwaukee. And I'm still thinking damn like a few years ago it was like a buck fifty Um, but when I left Los Angeles like literally that I filled up my tank before I
3: drove my car across the country I filled up at seven dollars oh, a gallon and by the time shit. I got to Florida it was like 360 now it's almost at three but it was like 360 I just and I, I watched it just to fall as I drove across the country as I thought to myself I'm making the right moves Because talk I'm about slowly
2: seeing it go down talk about escaping Bowser's evil kingdom Yeah. anyway it. no, I bought this thing that I saw an ad for on Instagram. It's called a nostalgia stick. Basically it's a HDMI hard drive that you plug into your TV. It comes with two wireless PlayStation controllers and you get 1500 um, old Atari in arcade and, you know, everything from like GameCube through PlayStation 1, all that era, Nintendo 64, you get like all those games and it comes with like every Super Mario game. Send me that link. I'm going to buy that. I'll send you. It was only 50 bucks. Yeah, I want that. That's exactly what I want. I want the thing that has every game from everything. Yeah, because I can't I can't keep up with with games anymore i can't do it i just don't maybe we I should can. have our
3: patrons buy us that and then we
2: can do reviews they've got of they've old got games. more yeah they've got mortal Kombat like one through three on there i I'm saw this in. and i'm like that's all i need that street fighter doom i'm gonna play me some doom send me the link i'm gonna buy that tonight
3: and that's, do. that's the rest of my summer screw work and podcasting <laughs> i'm i'm over it
2: i'm over it people with 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 End all that, that, yeah. With all that to say, what does it say that Super Mario Brothers is still one of the best performing, money wise, and best reviewed films of the year? And it didn't try to do anything crazy and over the top. It just stuck
3: okay. to Mario, essentially. Yeah. You know? And here's here's the things you want to see in a Mario movie. We're going to put them there. What else? What else do you want from us? Speaking exactly. of Jack Lack, he's
2: in that too. Yeah, but he's do fine. The, in that. Do you have the Peaches song in your head? No, I don't have the pizza song in my head. I've had that in my head since I saw that movie. Um so I'll say we're patrons.
3: Man, talk about talk about tangents. We really I would rather
2: I would rather talk about Super Mario Brothers than any of these movies. Except Flash. Do you agree with my ranking then? Oh, absolutely. All right. Yeah. it's the same thing. And it's, you know, I, I think what you what you said a moment ago about Marvel putting out good movies versus now putting out content. Um, you know, I think maybe maybe it's at the point where would you support like a total reboot of the MCU? No, no, no,
3: (laughs) I don't want to go through all this again. No, (laughs) I, I would, I would rather they do a more focused wind down and just do like, a movie or two a year maybe in the same universe but not in the not necessarily trying to do this grand multiverse crossover everything is connected because i think that's what's that's what now at this at one point it was a, a draw for fans but i think at this point it's gone too far and now it's at the point where new fans just want nothing to do with it because it's just way too much uh, i've heard this a lot from anybody that wants to are like there's 30 movies i gotta watch now all the like and it's it's just too much to feel like you have to keep up with um. Mm-hmm. So I think that if anything, I'd rather just see them pare it down more and maybe just, you know, maybe one year you just have like a Daredevil show and some movie and then that's it. And, you know, maybe still I, I would, I would go same I would go
2: a step farther. I'd say I, I'd say just stop doing the TV shows. Mm-hmm. Just stop doing it. Like, I mean, they
3: are going to stop doing it. Maybe not altogether, but they're already. I I look at half of these show delays as as essentially cancellations. Like you know, pushing back Echo, pushing back. Uh, even Loki got pushed back. It's now they're just saying 2023. It used to be June 2023. Now they're just saying 2023. Now I'm sure Loki is probably one of the more popular shows uh, on Disney Plus. I don't think that's one that's costing them, but I, I think just the amount of content that they produce that doesn't have a direct return because you don't necessarily see. By putting a new Miss Marvel series out, you don't get necessarily new subscribers. In fact, they've been losing subscribers as this more and more content has come out. So they're pumping money into it and then getting less money. At some point, some executive, probably Bob Iger is right now looking at all this and going, what are we doing here? This is where I am a businessman. You brought me back to write the ship. So more of this stuff is going to either get canceled or sort of pushed back to the point that it, we, we forget about it. And it essentially, I,
2: I'm going to make a prediction right now. And I want people to remember this moment. Everybody, I remember. think that by 2026, um, Disney stops putting out new Star Wars content and we enter another Star Wars like blackout period for at least we five years. It. We could use it. We I think it's necessary. It. Cause I saw the trailer for Ashoka and I'm going to watch it because I freaking love the Timothy Zane, uh, Thrawn. I'm watching it for Thrawn and for nobody else. I want to see Thrawn in star Wars in live action. But after that, I mean the, the acolyte series, we don't even know if Rangers of the new Republic is a thing. They keep talking now that they're going to do a new trilogy bringing back Ray. So it's going to be a post sequel trilogy trilogy and it's like nobody fucking wants that have you not lost enough money I, I think they genuinely look at this instead of saying you know we're gonna take a pause or anything they just stop they just pause and they don't talk about it and they don't respond to people who are like where's the new Star Wars stuff I think Star Wars lives on in comic books because the Star the Star Wars comics that Marvel has been printing are still the best comics that Marvel is putting out and that's been like that for over six years so I, I see them continuing to do that. Why? Because the comics that are selling focus on the um, the original trilogy. Um, you know, Luke, Han, Leia, Darth Vader. Remember, remember the High Republic, Mark. You remember how they were talking so much about the High Republic? It was going to be like a hundred years or something before the prequel trilogy. I don't remember. They don't even even fucking talk about that anymore. That was supposed to be a Disney plus show. That was supposed to be a whole era of things. The High Republic era, books, games, comics, TV shows. They hate the books because the books introduced a whole bunch of transgender characters and they just they were just transgender Jedi. And everyone was just like, what does this have to do with anything? It was just fucking weird. Transgendi. Transgendai. The force is gender fluid. It's like it, it sucked. The books did not do well. They put out none of the TV shows, none of the games. The High Republic thing is basically now. Man, you are. Women, you are. <laughs> Cis male, you are. Yes. Mm. Um, it's really just. Very oppressed. Hmm. Yeah, That was supposed to be their first big move after um, Star Wars Episode Nine, and it fucking failed. I think they do that. And if they do that, they're going to have to definitely try and consider doing that with the MCU because they got to They got to Like something has to give. They either have to stop to pause and reflect or they just have to stop because they can't. How much lower can they dig themselves?
3: I mean, yeah. I, the th- thing is, I think the movies still make money, but it's like you said, it's the Disney Plus content that is just hemorrhaging them and and probably harming the films as well because there's so much crap out there that it also D- lowers Disney's the not even films. really.
2: I mean, Disney's not even really putting out movies anymore. Did you hear about the new Peter Pan and Wendy movie? <laughs> no, I didn't. With, yeah, it has Jude Law. Oh yeah. So th- this this came out. It's a live action movie on Disney Plus. Uh, they put out a lot of movies. You know, they did a cheaper by the dozen reboot. I didn't know that there was an original cheaper to buy the dozen. So <laughs> you never saw
3: cheaper by the dozen no. with Steve Martin. Oh, well, no. I mean, maybe it, maybe I probably have if it's a Steve
2: Martin movie, but doesn't they did that. They did a home alone sequel. Uh, I know that actually, I mean, I that hate to a, say it. That was so, actually pretty good. It wasn't actually. that bad. Yeah. Like it was actually, it wasn't funny. home alone, but it wasn't yeah. that bad. It was a good Christmas movie. I watched it a- anyway. Like it's they not put the out the worst home alone movie. They put out more. No home alone three. That was shit. Um, they, they put out more shit than they put good. Now they're just they're like defaulting to Disney plus of these things. The new Peter Pan Wendy movie has an Indian uh, Peter Pan and uh, the Lost Boys are now just like, well, they're still the Lost Boys, but half of them are girls. <laughs> Classic. All right. So back. They're to- just they're just they're just throwing <laughs> shit out there
1: they're
3: just not, throwing not shit back out there, the task at hand. It. We're done we're done with Blue Beetle. There's some there's another task at hand I'd like to touch on before we wind down this week and then we'll we'll get back to reviewing some comics next week. But there is um a rumor I don't know if it's true but it was there was a whole video from Everything Always about it and that's enough for me to think that there's a possibility it it could be true uh that there's a potential casting of Galactus who is rumored
2: to be a part oh, of the first Fantastic Four film. I'm so glad you brought this up.
3: They are saying it could be Antonio Banderas as Galactus. Now, we talked about the rumor of uh, Jason Siegel as a thing and like six months ago, and we don't know if anything's come from that. So this could just be another nonsense thing that kind of comes across the wire, and, or, or, but the Jason Siegel thing could still happen too, so who knows? Could be. But just what do you think of this? I- I'm calling him Antonio galactus myself. I... <laughs> Just the, I'm, I'm trying obviously now, like Galactus is going to have to be a, a somewhat animated character, but you know, he has a, a sort of human esque face. So I do imagine if they're going to use, I think that if they're going to use Antonio Banderas or a quote unquote, like real actor, it's because they want to do um, scenes of flashing back to him, his origin as Galen, who is the only yeah. survivor of the previous iteration of the universe that then became Galactus, the devourer of worlds and, and what have you. So uh, it, to me, if we're probably going to see him, if this is true, as Antonio Banderas, like, in, in a sense, too. So that that's all of it is just hilarious to me, especially if he's bald like Galactus.
2: I is. just... Because <laughs> that's a, a very funny visual to me. I, I just honestly, like, I, I think this will be good. I'm just picturing, think, like, a Zaro-esque Galactus. Well, I'm trying to think of him as, like, you know, Puss in Boots. I am Galactus! <laughs> it's like... I think I think that'd be funny. Anything is better than the shit cloud from Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. I think giving him a personality. I mean, my my only concern, and this is regardless of who is actually casted. Are we going to see the big helmet and the purple, purple costume? Is this going to look look like Modoc?
3: is my concern? Is this going to be a complete green screen (laughs) comedy, just like garbage look? And I would have said probably not. They would respect Galactus more than that.
2: But they didn't. They didn't respect uh, Modoc more than like that. Modok is yeah. kind
3: of a badass character, and they just played him into a complete joke.
2: I, I think if they're gonna make him the Fantastic Four's first villain, like every time Galactus was in, was introduced in any continuity in Marvel, like he's always like the biggest fucking thing to ever happen. I mean, always any universe, yeah, any kind continuity. of a big deal. He eats yeah.
3: entire planets
2: and like he is like end game level shit so i'm expecting that from this especially if he, they're going to make him the first villain for the mc's fantastic four uh, a week after you sent me um that that info on antonio galactus um galactus galactaris thank you there are also uh, heavy rumors now. When I say heavy, I mean now, like the the main entertainment magazines are talking about. This is not just from like you know all the Marvel Facebook groups. Uh, Adam Driver is Mister Fantastic. That is another rumor as well. I'm yes. kind of over Adam Driver. I
3: After think he's whole, a, uh, I think
2: he's a good actor. I, I like him. I in he's a in good dramas. actor too. I'm just yeah. kind
3: of over him. <laughs> I've yeah. seen a little too much.
2: And I don't know if I need any more. And my I think like, don't why know if I why need a
3: pretentious Reed Richards like that?
2: Why can't why can't Marvel Disney just I want John Krasinski, man. Krasinski? Yeah. Like, John why Krasinski. is that? Why is that such a hard thing for them just to admit? He's not it's not like he's that big of an A-lister. Like, no. yeah, he's like
3: famous, but it's not like it's not like you can't afford John Krasinski. I guess this is my point.
2: No, and he stopped doing uh, Jack Ryan over at Amazon Prime. So it's like he's probably sitting around waiting for a phone call about the uh, an office reboot at this point.
3: So, I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's available.
2: Yeah, it's like that. Like, you already put him in the costume. You already put him in in uh, Dr. Do- Strange and mom. Like, you know. Just just fucking lock it in. Put a ring on it, motherfuckers. While we're talking Fantastic Four, there's also
3: rumors that this is gonna be so that it's already gonna be a multiversal film and that it's not gonna be an origin story and that they're and and also that it it they're they're a version from like the 1960s. So I don't know what what these are all just random sort of scattering rumors, but these are all part of the package that it's going to be a big movie, but it's going to involve the multiverse and it's not gonna be an origin story. So I don't know how that all works. Like, I'm sure they will tell the origin in some way, shape or form, but it's not going to be an entire movie detailing the origin.
2: They ain't Ryan Coogler or somebody come fix this shit.
3: No, he just, didn't he just make, try to make me cry for three hours with black Panther too. Yeah, As that, that wasn't right? his fault. Don't, that was, that was, don't make him know, do movies anymore. We have no, to, that, we have no, to, no, we I'm, have I'm to done.
2: blame Kevin Feige for some shit. All
3: right. Well, I'm not going to blame him for black Panther too. Well, I will partially blame him.
2: I I will blame him
3: for not just recasting the movie and doing the original movie. I am so I am a fan of Antonio Galacteris. Me too. I don't just because it seems ridiculous. It's either going to be done well because he is a good actor, so okay, or it's going to be over the top ridiculous, and that that's my fear for this movie. As you know, I'm a big nostalgic for Fantastic Four. It was like the first book I fell in love with. It's write or die. It's never been done well in TV or video form. The, The best it was done was. Was John Krasinski as as Reed Richards for
2: two seconds, and even that? And you gotta watch him. that unreleased 1991 Fantastic Four on oh, YouTube. Man. Oh boy, <laughs> that might actually be the best version besides besides John. Krasinski it is. Tonight.
3: That's the sad part. Um, I, I, my concern is that they're gonna. There's gonna be five or six years ago. I'd be excited about this. Instead, I'm just kind of in fear after seeing Quantum Mania, after seeing some other movies where I'm like, are they going in the right direction with this? Are they-? Now, I know the production quality will be there, at least, which is the problem with the other movies. Uh, I'm just not sure the the care and love of the characters will be there. But I, I, I look, I want to be positive. I always want to be positive. I'm, I'm going to go into this whole thing with an open mind. But I, I got to say, it's more of a, a nervous excitement than an actual excitement at this do, point. Do you
2: watch... You watched Josh Trank's 2015 Fantastic Four? I have seen it. Yeah, I have. Okay. Seen Do you it. think it'll be better or worse than that?
3: It almost has to be better, right? Yeah, that's that, the really bad one. Like the first yeah. two are bad. The 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 one with the Silver Surfer. Then there's this other one that's that's even worse, I believe. Yeah. That's honestly the one looking Michael back, those first
2: two Fantastic Four films compared to most of Phase Four Marvel are actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a frightening thing there's so, a frightening thing and that's
3: what scares me because this is going to be what phase six marvel is are we just going down down the trend here uh I, I don't know am i gonna have a fantastic four with with fucking adam driver and jason siegel and uh mila kunis is another rumor for for sue storm fuck i don't want to see her anywhere and then near that. they just bring us chris evans johnny storm because why not like why just, not and don't say anything about it they just act like he's
2: a totally different person yeah no people are seeing things by um that. If you're if you're wrapped up on that, I got one last piece of news right. that nobody asked for. Let's hear it. Are you excited for Craven the Hunter from Sony? Um, excited? No, but open
3: minded. Yes, because again, it has these movies, these little Sony Spider-Verse movies, while none of them have shown it, Venom, Venom, the Venom films have been entertaining enough. They've been inoffensive. And you Not slept great through movies,
2: Morbius.
3: And I still haven't gotten through Morbius yet.
2: Morbius is the worst movie I have paid to see south of the josh trank fantastic four wow that's saying a lot yeah so well in that case that probably doesn't give you a ton of hope for graven the hunter no no i i like aaron taylor johnson as an actor um but you know the, the well there is one good hope about it good thing to hope for uh they did announce that it will be rated r So this will be the first R-rated Spider-Man adjacent film, which is saying something because the Venom films weren't even rated at R. No, they're PG-13. Yeah. So this will be R, and they have already announced the villain will be Rhino. And I think it's safe to assume that Paul Giamatti will not be (laughs) returning as So Kraven
3: the Hunter is going to be hunting Rhino instead of Spider-Man. Yeah. All right. Why not? Okay. All Send right. it straight to Netflix. Send it to the internet. I don't want to go to a theater for that, but but I'd yeah. watch it.
2: I'd watch it if I'm bored on a Wednesday. Yeah, and that's it. Nobody no, the the movie that nobody asked for is still acting like people are asking for it.
3: I feel like that's all of these films that they're developing. There's Craven the Hunter. There's Black Cat. Supposedly that's going to be a film. Oh, or they, maybe a they killed that. They killed oh, they that. Did?
2: Okay. Yeah. This is uh, this is what I'm seeing though. I'm seeing because it was going to be it was going to be Black Cat. And Silver Sable and Norman Osborn was going to be the bad guy. And Scorpion was going to be another bad guy. And they killed it when even these was basically Charlie's
3: Angels. Even the studio execs are, are starting to like Batman was killed. After, Batgirl was killed after it was made. Now we're seeing other projects get killed. I think we're starting to see the effects of the oversaturation of again. I don't think it's the oversaturation of superhero movies. It's the oversaturation of bad to mediocre (laughs) superhero movies. If these were Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, no one's complaining about this stuff, you know? So that's what will remain the challenge for James Gunn's DCU. Can you get through this thing where people are sick of shitty movies? Can you a draw them in the first place because the, the malaise and around it. And then B, can you, can you actually deliver really good movies again? Can, can you do that? Can you do that for us? That's what we shall see. That's what remains to be seen. Uh, you know, we've had mixed thoughts on on the excitement around it, but I'm open minded enough about it. You know, at, at least James Gunn is a comic book fan uh, of some kind, which I can't say for most of the writers of Marvel uh, on the Disney Plus shows. I mean, there's all these writers that literally they brag about how they don't read the comics. We're looking the you, She Hulk. Oh yeah, it's it's really it's really sad. So. Look, even if James Gunn is a fan of more Grant Morrison than I might like, uh, and I like Grant Morrison, but too much can be too much. So um, I, I'm still at least he is a comic fan, which we definitely can't yeah. say for the people working on all the all this Marvel stuff. So for that reason, I'm interested to see what he does. his um, movies have never actively screamed. I hate you. Right. Which is which you can't say for like <laughs> a lot of Marvel stuff and, and even a lot of DC stuff. So that being said, Remzo, I think we are. I think we're done here. That was I a think. lot to cover. Yes. But next week we will do reissued. Um, well, I'll save for what we're going to talk about for next week because who knows? Maybe we'll change it, but we have some ideas in mind. You're
2: going to love it, folks. Wrap You're us up, Renzo. Let's wrap Promos this up. Stuff. Remember, keep this going. Keep the show on the road at patreon.com slash secondprintpod. We've got a new degenerate panel coming out. Um, we've got bonus shows galore and more. And we are still... Uh, You know, supply chain shit can't get in the way. Nothing can get Mm -mm. in the way. We're still sending out those awesome hardcover graphic novels to our $25 and up epic crossover level patrons. You can go ahead and also be awesome if you want to tell us what to do for an episode like our producers, um, Jeffrey and Eric at the Infinity Gauntlet level, Kirby Club level. All that and more can be yours for the low, low price of five bucks a month. That's less than Starbucks coffee at patreon.com slash second print pod that being said as always we encourage you not just to read
3: comics and change the world but to not have to watch a bunch of stuff because we will do it for you and change the world
2: (laughs) one bad movie at a time (laughs) good night america (laughs) adios